Welcome everyone, artists and art isn'ts, fanatics and philistines, creatives of every brushstroke and stripe. You're here with your host Callum, that's me, and today we're looking at a perfect 10 artists quotes to inspire great art to happen. Before we roll up our sleeves and assemble our masterpiece, we're going to refine first what we will be talking about today. So, the quotes have come from fine artists and the art designer as well. I've left out creatives from the worlds of acting, writing, science, and photography. Yes, I know that's quite a hefty spate of people who can contribute something to what we're doing today. And I've not left them out because I don't think they have anything to say. On the contrary, actually, they have quotes that I prefer in some ways but I think they would need their own show. So that's something that down the line, we could absolutely piece together. And hey, if that's what you wanna see, do let me know. So without further ado, let's entertain this topic. Number one, art does not reflect what is seen, rather it makes the hidden visible. Paul Clay. Taking this quote at face value and pulling some things from it, you can see that what you can see is more than the sum of its shapes and forms. That's what he's alluding to. And absolutely, if we take an example, let's say a still life, where we have a collection of objects, right? But those objects, they are put there and assembled together with a theme. And so from that theme, we have an overarching story. So if you're looking at a still life, just like with this quote, are you looking at stuff or are you looking at the interplay of stuff, making the hidden visible? Another point that I want to raise from this quote as well that I think is very interesting is that images can be read just like a book um, and many hold allegories of their own. In fact, if you take many of the classic Renaissance paintings provided, um, they have context for hidden stories being told, chunks of knowledge to glean over, and warnings for our soul. Very, very big stuff. But yes, you can see things that are hidden, and that's what art is there to do. And the last thing that I want to say from this quote is that, well, art does not simply mimic it contributes a verse. So the plight to write, as in to draw or make, is to reveal an additional idea that is new. You wouldn't just draw a bird for a bird's sake. It would have to be something that, that told you a story. And it's that story, just like I've mentioned with some of the other points, that is that hidden thing. And we're making that visible. We're making that accessible to those who are looking at it. Now, I think that the quote from Clay is profound with all of these takeaways, and so that's why it's on this list. Now, regarding Paul Clay, I find him to be an interesting artist. I've taught great lessons with him at the helm. We will see more of him in this podcast to come. Number two, the painter has the universe in his mind and hands. Leonardo da Vinci. 
Now, this is quite empowering to the will and exercise of creativity. Because you see, there is a power at play when we choose to create. It has no laws, no constraints, and no imprisonment. And to branch a little from the last quote, it gives way to a new law and canon of its own. The second thing I want to say about this quote is that there is no science permitted when you have the universe in your mind and in your hands. It's just not necessary. It really isn't. In fact, ask Lucasfilms Limited about the physics of what they made when they made Star Wars. All of the Star Wars films, in fact. Ask Salvador Dali about his elephants on stilt legs. What would the National History Museum think of that? No, sir, if you can imagine as figments of a universe, and when I say universe, you can respell it Y-O-U-niverse, and can translate it onto a surface with your hands, with any tool or media that you have at your disposal, then I would say you have understood quote two. Now, I'm going to say that I'm not the biggest advocate of Leonardo da Vinci. Maybe there are things about him I haven't quite grasped. That's subjective, I know. But you cannot deny his greatness as an artist and certainly throughout art history. So we will look at him too. Absolutely, we will. Let's move on to the next quote. Number three. Art is a lie that makes us realize the truth. Pablo Picasso. Art is a visual imitation of what you see. When you look at a runny egg in an artwork, it's not going to slide down the canvas. It's real, but it isn't. It's a lifelike representation of the real thing in actuality. It's only a picture, dearest. Surrealist René Magritte made paintings of this. One is titled The Treachery of Images. And, well, it's essentially... A rectangular bit of artwork it's a pipe like a smoker's pipe on a yellow background with a french inscription translated it's this is not a pipe well it is a pipe but it isn't a pipe it's a painting of a pipe ah, okay now we get it so this answers the lie well kind of but picasso in this quote was alluding to art as commentary on events of the day once again making the hidden visible. As in life where things are not what they seem on the surface, art can play with that reality and show us what we have missed or didn't see. It is for those who can enlighten others in a folly, good communicative space to wake us from a dilemma. To do that, exaggerations, as Picasso is the master of, are needed to show the real story at play. Number four, art is about emotion. If art needs to be explained, it is no longer art. Pierre-Auguste Renoir. We know now that we need vision, and that's thanks to the previous quotes. But here, we have a stage for emotion. Yes, yummy emotion. When you communicate to somebody, as good artwork does, you could be the voiceover artist, selling your child the next international craze piece of plastic toy. <gasps> wow. Or you could be a public service announcement. Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. You move others with the emotive. 
Why are so many morals wrapped up in fairy tales? Well, you need to relate, just as you do in art, with what you see. Building a connection with the viewer is to emote to them and then with them. Very, very clever stuff. I love the second part of Renoir's quote. He was a witness to art attitudes changing and the birth of early photography. One did play a part on the other one there. And art became an experiment, a zeitgeist, whatever one of those is. It served the artists now and not the imagination or even the sensibilities of the crowd, as stuffy as they might have been. I mean, look at a gallery today. For the most part, it's cold, sterile, and the artwork looks ugly and it looks tasteless. Can you explain this to me? This half shark in a tank? No? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. I think I'm going to walk away now. You don't have to be an intellect for art, and you're no smarter in thinking that you are. And Pierre-Auguste Renoir, well, he had a sense of that. So this is rather gratifying. Hopefully it's not just self-serving to me, but I think, yes, emotions, when we look at them, very, very important things. Number five, have no fear of perfection. You'll never find it. Salvador Dali. Perfection is a hell of a tonic, but it's a poison tonic, especially a concentrated dose of it. Yes, it's an ideal hardest to tame and easiest to escape. I mean, when do you ever think that things you've done are perfect? They're wonderful, but perfect? Hmm. Not even nature can achieve that. Think how many artists, if they've had a bit more courage, could have shown us something really, really wonderful. But they were shackled by this idea that, well, I can't reach this height of perfection, so why try? Dolly uses the word fear. Now, we know that stresses can trample an artist's sense of play. The fear of creating without perfection on your side, it can hinder you. It can hinder story arc waiting to be told, a great vision needing the hand to make it, or the richness of raw emotion to invite an audience to embrace what can be seen. And one more thing I might add too. Perfection, it isn't interesting. It is not. In an age of cartoon imagery and animated characters, are many of them perfect representations of what they're supposed to be? Are any of them? And do they have to be? Dolly's most notable work, 1931's The Persistence of Memory, yes, the one with the melting clocks, gives anything but perfect representations of things. It's part of the surrealist movement, and surrealism is full of the weird and the wonderful, and that is interesting. Now, as far as Salvador Dali is concerned, he is one of my favorite artists, and we shall definitely cover him for sure. Number six. There are three responses to a piece of design. Yes, no, and wow. Milton Glaser. Three responses we the viewers have when we see art and design. We take the time to look at a yes, though maybe not too much, 
we swiftly move past the no. We probably don't even give it a second look. But wow, which at some level connects with us or captures us, we find holds some intrinsic value. Just watch a crowd in a gallery and take mental notes on how they react and their facial expressions also. The wow can come from something called the sublime. We won't talk too much about this here, but by definition, the sublime is the sensation felt in the presence of awe, power, or something crushingly large in scale. This will be a topic for another time. Glazer is a designer, and in as much he uses the word design in his quote, design, be it graphics design, interior, or product design, tends to have a lifespan shorter than traditional art, yet through commercial distribution, it is used more in the market, and it will be seen a thousand times more at one time at a pinch. For designer, client, and consumer, yes and wow are critical. Number seven, if I could say it in words, then there would be no reason to paint. Edward Hopper. To be speechless is to be stunned of words. To not be able to use them is for them to fail us. The latter is Hopper's sentiments here. Well, let me ask you, what if we can't do an idea justice? Certainly with the detail and descriptiveness it needs to come alive to somebody else. Well, here's an idea for you to try. Take a look at M.C. Escher's 1953 print, Relativity, which is a lithograph with impossible staircases all over it. Tell me about it now, and do so as a summed-up sentence. It's difficult, right? And I certainly find it difficult to try and explain it to you, because I, I really don't think that I can. Now, you don't need your words, and certainly through art and design, as it's very, very visual. So we could say the journalistic appeal of a well-captured photograph, or that quite slow scene in a movie, seem to have all the words you would need. This is true also of Edward Hopper's artwork. It's very photogenic. I think Hopper's quote is important for all visual storytellers, and if I were to paraphrase it, then I'd say, if I could hold your attention with the exact idea or portrayal I want you to have, then that's how I would do so. Will we look at Hopper again in the future in this podcast? You bet we will. Number eight. A drawing is simply a line going for a walk. Paul Clay. It's a very pleasant observation. There's a little poetry to that. Now, as a thought experiment, imagine a walked route you have done. Imagine via GPS you could look at that journey. What would you see? I wager you would see a drawing. And how you draw, either continuously, perhaps, without leaving the paper, angular and hurried, or loose and casual are just different movements and strides you do with your line. I really like the imagery in this quote. It puts the act of drawing into perspective. No pun intended. Well, I think that's all we need to say about this quote. It's very simple, and I think we've reached what we need to say about it. So let's move on to quote number nine. Number nine. 
you have to systematically create confusion. It sets creativity free. Everything that is contradictory creates life. Salvador Dali. We go back to Dali, and it would make sense that this would come from him. Now, let's break this down. I'm going to do so in three words from the quote. Confusion, contradictory, and life. I'm going to rearrange these now. Contradictory, confusion, and life. Now I'll explain. Contradiction, an idea flying in the face of another idea thought of as ironclad, creates confusion. Confusion is born of a sense of trickery. These two things clash with each other. The possibility of a new idea being forged brings life to it. To simplify this, just ask the question, what if? Or what if, and then whatever you're going to add to that is added to that. Whatever follows is the creativity you have allowed to be free. Dali is such an artist who systematically questions, reimagines, contradicts, synthesizes, and dares to create new things. And remember, creativity needs no science. Take a look at cubism, a movement out of a visual what-if idea. Take a look at the Dada movement, and you will see how life breathes in new ways of being. Number 10, the last quote. Sketching is almost everything. It is the painter's identity, his style, his conviction, and then color is just a gift to the drawing. Fernando Botero. I find this a very interesting quote. The drawing is the critical element to all visual art, even movie making, as it relies on a storyboard. Sketching is to an artwork what foundations are to a house. These in both cases are the underpinning to what comes next. Sure, you have the colour and atmosphere and lighting, but the sketch brings form, spacing, scale and additional styling. The second thing I want to say is that sketching is forgiving. In life drawing, for example, we are told to leave our mistakes in the image. We can see a journey of refinement throughout the drawing. If you are going to use paints or pastels or even mosaic-like collaging, you won't see the sketch work. You'll only use the guidance of the lines that worked. So in a way, it is foundation and scaffolding. And remember, no finished housing keeps it scaffolding. Okay there, everyone. Pens and pencils down. That's the undeniable sound of this episode closing. I hope you found good value in learning from our artist quotes. I hope you are inspired, empowered, and feel that you too can achieve great artwork. I know you can. I have put these quotes in the description so they are easy to find. Also, I have there my pluggity plugs, and yes, I'm going to plug I'm going to be annoying with that, I'm afraid, but here we go. So do swing by my illustration and philosophy website, bearwolfillustration.com. That's bearwolf, B-E-A-R-W-O-L-F. I think you'll really like what you find there, and you can be part of my journey. You can find Bearwolf Illustrations also on Pinterest. We have a Facebook page, and you can find the philosophies on Medium. Okay going for real now. See you all next time 
on Art in 10 Things. Ciao for now.